0: Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at wes w e s at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. hey everyone welcome to episode number 106 of the dcl dude podcast my name is wes and i i i just can't believe that we're already at the last episode of 2021 i mean i, I thought 2020 20, uh, excuse me 2020 was a blur uh, and just went by really fast but looking back on it i, I think i think 2021 might have gone by even faster i I don't know if any of you feel that way as well but I I was thinking about this week and I just I have no idea where where the time went it was uh, a pretty a pretty crazy year for sure um, before we start, let me take the this opportunity to wish a belated Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope your day was filled with family and friends and gifts and happiness and all, all that good stuff that comes with Christmas and I um, I also wish you all a safe and healthy New Year's Eve um, and that you just head into 2022 ready to to take it head on. This uh this podcast grew considerably in 2021, which I, I didn't think was possible given the fact that Disney Cruise Line was uh was completely shut down for about two thirds of the year. But I, I'm so thankful for all of you who support this show um, and continue to support it. I just I'm so grateful for that. Uh, if if you're feeling extra generous and want to give me a, a late Christmas gift this year, all I would ask is that you simply head on over to iTunes. Uh, leave a review for the show there. It might seem like a silly thing or a small thing, but those reviews really matter. And it would really mean a whole lot to me to, um, you know, to put a, a, a cap on a fun and challenging year. If you could just uh, drop me an iTunes review, I'd really appreciate that. Also coming up sometime in the next couple weeks I'm I'm going to be answering your questions on the show. I posted about it on all my social media pages, so if you have a question about Disney Cruise Line there are lots of different ways to ask it. I've seen some really good ones rolling in already, so I'm, I'm excited to see what else we can come up with. some really creative and, and clever ones. Um, I have to put my, my thinking cap on for some of them. But depending how many I get, I may have to uh, to save some and split it into a couple shows, but I'll, I'll certainly try to get all of your questions answered. So please head on over to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, and leave me your questions so I can answer it. To start today's show, let's look back on a few of the Disney Cruise stories that came up over the past couple weeks. I I shared in my last episode that, D- that the Disney Wish construction was coming right along, and recently the the Walt Disney Imagineering Instagram account shared a time-lapse video of the the Captain Minnie filigree on the bow of the ship being painted. Um, so if you're a if you've been a long-time listener of this show, you know how much I love that artwork. So it was really cool to see it being painted um, on the Wish for the first time. If you want to see that video for yourself, you can find it at Walt Disney Imagineering on Instagram and I would Definitely just encourage you to follow that account um, in general. I think it's pretty cool. Um, And, you know, obviously, I'm sure there are others who have shared the the video online as well, if you just want to search for that. A big story that was announced within the last couple of weeks um, was Disney Cruise Line's agreement with Port Everglades to have a ship home port there year round beginning in 2023. Uh, this this is something that's been speculated for a while, but the, the agreement was finally made official around mid-December. Um, the 15-year agreement includes a minimum of 10.6 million passengers traveling through the port, um, along with three five-year options to extend. So pretty significant um, agreement there with Port Everglades. It's, uh, it's a port that's not far from the Port of Miami, so it'll be interesting to see what Disney Cruise Line's plans are going to be um, and, and which ship or ships, I guess, uh, will sail from there year-round. And finally, this one is not as much news as it is just kind of an FYI if you're looking to book a cruise sometime in the next couple of months. Um, Disney Cruise Line will once again offer the 50% off required deposit promotion, which will run through March 11th of 2022. Um, There are some restrictions on this offer, so it's, it's valid for new bookings only. It's applicable to select cruises sailing June 18th, 22 through May 31st, 22 it's not valid on disney wish cruises sailing um next summer so from june 9th to uh through september 30th 2022 and is also not valid on categories with restrictions GTY rates or concierge-level staterooms. But, I mean, that sounds like a lot of restrictions. It's really not. It It, it is actually applicable to, um, to a lot of sailings. Uh, but with all that being said, if you're thinking about a Disney cruise in the future, this is a really great promotion to take advantage of. To be clear, this is not a discount, but allows you to, you know, just commit less money upfront to hold your reservation. Typically, the deposit is twenty percent of your cruise cross, excuse me, cruise cost, but uh, under this promotion, that drops down to ten percent. And since the money is refundable, it's low risk to get something on the books and not have to commit as much money as you as you normally would. And of course, I am a travel agent specializing in Disney cruises, so if you would like me to book something for you under this promotion, uh, just send me an email. I, I, <laughs> I, pro- I promise I didn't plan to go there, but it, it just felt like a natural segue, so uh, so there you go. All right, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I will be doing a Q&A show sometime soon to answer all of your Disney cruise questions, but the purpose of this week's show is to actually address a lot of questions that I've been giving over, uh, been getting over the last couple of months. Uh, I did an episode back in April, 2019, uh, called preparing for your cruise, but so much has changed since then, obviously, particularly since the, the restart that I, I thought it might be helpful to go through the things that you should know as you get ready to sail now. Um, I would also add, I, I think it's really helpful to work with a travel agent these days because they are hopefully <laughs> staying up to date on the ever evolving requirements. And this is not meant to be uh, you know some sort of self promotion. I would I would recommend that you use a travel agent to help plan your cruises, even if it's not me. It would um, you know just be super devastating to miss something uh, and then to get to your cruise. And, and realize that you should have been aware of it beforehand. I would really hate for that to happen. I've heard of it happening, and uh, it's just—it it just sounds like the worst thing ever. So uh, make sure you're prepared. Use a travel agent; they're up to up to speed on on all the the current requirements. Um, but if you don't want to use a TA, that's obviously okay too. Um, and this episode should hopefully help you navigate all the pre-cruise tasks, requirements, and uh, and things that you need to know to get. Prepared get you prepared. So also keep in mind that what I'm going to go through is the way it is as of the date that this episode is released. So depending when you hear this, um, things may have already changed. So just keep that in mind as well. The the first thing to keep in mind is your final payment date and this date is important to keep in mind for a couple reasons. First, it's the last date that you can cancel your cruise for a full refund or modify it without incurring you know any kind of uh penalties. And second, once final payment is made, trip protection cannot be added and lastly, onboard activities and port adventures cannot be booked until your final payment has been made. So historically, final payments were always due either 120 days prior to cruises, five nights and longer, um, or 90 days prior to cruises, under five nights. Um, this year, Disney Cruise Line, you know, started, I think, maybe even started last year, but definitely in in 2021, um, Disney Cruise Line started extending those final payment dates to 60 days prior to embarkation, just to give... Just to give families a little bit more flexibility when deciding whether or not they'd like to keep their cruises booked. And I I think this was initially in response to the cruise shutdown and people were hesitant to make their final payment, not knowing if their cruise was even going to happen. But uh, even after the restart, they've allowed people to wait until the, the 60 day mark so that families could wait as long as possible to make the, the decision about whether they wanted to sail given the, the current situation at the time. Recently, uh, just within the last couple weeks, Disney Cruise Line announced that it would be extending this final payment policy for cruises departing through September 30th, 2022. So we'll see how long they continue to push that out. I don't see them changing that anytime soon. So although that September 30th date uh, is kind of a date that they've been using for um, a few things, like uh, that's the last date that the future cruise credits can be used. Um, I think there's some other... Things tied to that date as well, but it, it, it's possible that they're using September 30th as kind of like that last date for all these, um, these post-pandemic policies. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Another thing that uh, that I wanted to address that is related to the final payment date is is trip protection or travel insurance. Um, the you know the terms are kind of used synonymously i i get a lot of questions about this and i even had one listener suggest that i share my thoughts on the show and and the reason i'm discussing it with the final payment date is because like i mentioned before trip protection must be added to a reservation before the final payment is made once the reservation is paid in full it's it's too late at that point to add the trip protection so let me start by telling you what trip protection is not and then I'll give you some reasons why trip protection might be right for your family. Um, Based on my experiences, I I think a a pretty high percentage of people think that trip protection should be added in case you need to cancel your trip. And while this is somewhat true, um, there's only... Of very few specific circumstances where that is, you know, right. The vast majority of protection plans, including Disney Cruise Lines, have a list of covered reasons that would qualify for a full reimbursement of your trip. Those reasons typically include things like um, a death in the family, serious illnesses, natural disasters, etc. You know, things like that. Very few protection plans include cancel for any reason clauses. And if they do, they're they're typically quite expensive. Um, and you should also keep in mind that COVID-related incidents are not considered covered reasons for trip reimbursement under current travel protection plans which simply means that having to cancel a trip because of covid does not entitle you to reimbursement under the terms of your trip protection plan so trip protection should not be purchased as a hedge in case you just decide you no longer wish to take your vacation um, that's not what trip protection is for necessarily i <laughs> i'll get i'll get to uh i'll get to it here a little bit more here In a second. There is one exception to that. Disney Cruise Lines trip protection plan does have a cancel for any reason clause. But instead of getting a full reimbursement, you get 75% of the cost of your cruise uh, to be used toward a future cruise. So it's kind of like a future cruise credit, but only equal to 75% of what you paid. So it doesn't give you everything back that you pay, but at least you don't lose everything uh, if you decide you can't or don't want to go on your cruise. Um, trip protection can certainly be worthwhile. Uh, you know, though, it, to me, To me, the number one reason you might want to think about adding the trip protection is to cover you for medical expenses incurred during your trip that wouldn't otherwise be covered under the terms of your own medical, uh, own personal health insurance. Um, The expense that always comes to mind for me is the cost of medical evacuation. I have... Um, heard some horror stories about this particular situation, about people having to be med flighted or something like that. Uh, and then having, you know, ridiculous bills to, you know, to try to figure out how to cover. But in the event you were in another country and you ended up needing to be transported in a helicopter, um, you, you can imagine those costs, uh, would be, would be very expensive. So that's something to keep in mind. I think Disney cruise lines protection, um, Covers you up to like thirty thousand uh, dollars for um, for medical evacuation. Trip delay and lost luggage is another reason you might want to uh, want to purchase travel protection. So if your flight is delayed and and causes you to miss your cruise, or if your luggage is delayed and you you and it, you set sail without it, you may be entitled to some compensation. Um, you should. Always, always read the terms of your protection plan and understand exactly what you're covered for prior to purchasing it. That, that's my my biggest recommendation, and and also. Um, keep in mind that Disney Cruise Line currently has a flexible cancellation policy in place that covers you against COVID-related matters. Um, so within 14 days of your cruise, including the day of your cruise, so if you're sitting in, uh, you know, in in the terminal and you you've just taken your rabbit test and it comes back positive, that your um, your your cruise cost is still covered under this current policy. So anyway, if you test positive for COVID, if you experience COVID related symptoms, or if you have been exposed to someone with COVID, Disney cruise line will allow you to cancel your cruise for a full refund, or they'll allow you to apply the funds to a future cruise, a hundred percent of those funds. So if COVID is all you're worried about, uh, a trip, uh, uh, excuse me, a trip protection plan, may not be right for you. Um, Ultimately, a trip protection plan may work well for some families and not for others. And at the end of the day, it's a a very personal decision. But hopefully that that context and and perspective is helpful. And I I, I hope I explained it well, um, too. So um, and just for the for the sake of full transparency, I'll also add that my family rarely adds the trip protection. um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that your your family shouldn't add it yourself. So like I said, it's, it's a personal decision. And of course, if, if anybody has questions that I didn't answer, or if I uh, if I added confusion to, to the whole um, concept of, of trip protection, I apologize, but um, feel free to reach out to me with questions on trip protection. Um, for Disney Cruise Line, the, the cost of their plan is 8% of the cost of your cruise before taxes and port fees. So I get a lot of questions about how much it costs. It, there is a number and you can calculate it. So if you just take the, 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 co- the cruise fare before the taxes and fees, take 8% of that. That's, um, that's how much Disney Cruise Line's protection plan costs. The next important date to keep in mind as you are preparing for your cruise is your booking window for onboard activities and port adventures. So if you are a Platinum Castaway Club member, your window opens at 120 days prior to your cruise. If you're a gold member, it opens at 105 days prior to your cruise. Silver members, 90 days prior, and if you're a first-time cruiser, um, it opens at 75 days prior to the start of your cruise. Obviously, you'll notice that all of those windows open before the current final payment dates, uh, which are 60 days, so as I mentioned before, you you would need to pay your reservation in full in order to take advantage of these booking windows. Um, booking windows open at midnight Eastern time. I, (laughs) I've always thought this was really dumb. Uh, it's it's horrible that you have to stay up that late to, um, (laughs) to make it, you know, to be the first one to, uh, to make your reservations, but you know, that's, that's the way it is for now. Um, if you want to see the most availability, I would recommend staying up until midnight Eastern time to book or setting your alarm to wake up at that time. Most people that I have spoken with book at midnight and, uh, it kind of it seems to be the common practice. So if you want the best chance of getting something that you really want, um, you'll probably want to, to do it at that time. Once your window does officially open, you'll be able to log into your Disney Cruise account either via the computer or um, on a phone through the app and, and make your selections. To access the reservation from a computer, just hover, you know, obviously go to disneycruise.com, hover your mouse over the already booked tab at the top right hand side of the navigator bar, and then scroll down to My Reservations. Once you're on that page, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a blue button over kind of on the right hand side uh, next to cruise activities that says book now. If you click that button, it'll take you to your daily itinerary and you can click into each day and and view everything that's available to book. And if you're doing it through the app, just log in and select your reservation. And then at the bottom of the screen in the middle, uh, at the, the menu bar at the bottom, you'll see a button that says my plan. My plans? My plan or my plans, I forget exactly. But if you click that, it'll bring you to your daily itinerary, and you can make your selections from there. One question I get a lot, particularly from first-time cruisers, is what kinds of activities and port adventures can I sign up for? and one i think it's really important to keep in mind that the vast majority of onboard activities offered on a disney cruise do not require reservation in reservations in advance um and all the daily activities will be listed in the disney cruise navigator app it still makes me angry to say that but <laughs> i guess it's i guess it's time to move on and accept the fact that there won't be uh paper navigators anymore, but anyway, all the, all the activities will be there. Um, but here are a couple common onboard activities that you might be interested in signing up for. Um, one is adult specialty dining at Paulo and Remy, uh, adult beverage tastings, spa treatments the um bibbidi-bobbidi boutique is something you might want to sign up for in advance prior to the pandemic most sailings had certain character meet experiences that you could sign up for like princesses and frozen characters um but they haven't brought those back yet but in some good news disney cruise line did announce uh just recently that you can sign up for character meet experiences on upcoming marvel day at sea and star wars day at sea cruises which Hopefully means, you know, we're, we're getting close to maybe getting character experiences back sometime soon. I, I'm really hoping that that's kind of a, a sign of, of good things to come. Um, but definitely a, a step in the right direction, I would say. There are two other common activities that I didn't mention. The first is the Castaway Key 5K. Um, a lot of people would sign up for those online. You used to be able to sign up for them in advance, but since the group race has been paused, hopefully just temporarily, um, there's no longer any registration required. So you can still do the race on your own and and receive a finisher's medal. And the, in, you know, the information on where you can pick up your medal will be listed in the Navigator app. But again, you're not, there's not a, a common start time and, um, and all that stuff. You just kind of run the race on your own now, which... I, I actually haven't heard anybody's experience with that uh, since the uh, since the restart, but they are still offering it. You can still get a medal. Um, the other activity that I didn't mention is the Kids Club time slots. So since the restart, they are requiring you to sign up for two-hour time slots for your kids to visit the Kids Clubs. Um this is on <laughs> this is on my short list of things that I'm hoping will change in a hurry uh but for now that's kind of the way it's done so s- sign ups for the kids clubs don't happen until 30 days prior to embarkation so um this window doesn't open at the same time all the other onboard activities do I I know a lot of people are looking for that when they're um when their booking window opens and and are wondering why it's not there that's the reason it opens 30 days prior to um uh, embarkation. So just just keep that in mind. After you've signed up for your onboard activities and port adventures, the next uh, important date to look out for is the online check-in. Uh, this is currently happening 30 days prior to your cruise, and the window opens at the same time that your onboard activities and port adventure window uh, opens. That is midnight Eastern time. Again, I think that's dumb, but <laughs> that's that's just the way it is. That's the way it's been for a long time, um, a long time too. Do I recommend that you stay up until midnight at your 30-day mark to do your check-in? Um, that I would say that completely depends on how important your port arrival time is to you. So if um, if that's extremely important to you. I would say yes, stay up until midnight. If that is less important to you, then um, then I would say you can wait until uh, you know till the next morning, sometime, sometime at a more convenient time. Generally speaking, I would say that. Um, that most people will choose the earliest available port arrival time, which means that the longer you wait to check in, the later the port arrival time you'll be able to choose uh, and the later you will be able to get on the ship. So that window opens at the same time for everyone, regardless of your, um, you know, your, your castaway club status. So just uh, something to keep in mind. And I would say as a, a rule of thumb, always choose the earliest port arrival time available, even if you're not sure when you'll actually be able to arrive at the port. It'll, you know, You'll know, you have a much easier time explaining why you are late, I mean, even if you have to explain it all, um, <laughs> than, than showing up too early and, and being asked to come back when your arrival time has come. Um, they are strictly enforcing your port arrival times these days, so it... <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be very fun to show up a, a couple hours before your arrival time and have to wait around with nothing to do. Um, but that's not all you do during online check-in. You'll also need to upload a photo of yourself um, and and the others in your travel party um, and, and provide some personal information and, and take care of some other kind of administrative tasks. And the other thing to keep in mind is that when you're finished, it will likely say that your check-in is pending, Um even still the the online check-ins are, are being manually verified so it's, it's taking some some time to complete i've heard many reports that people don't receive the kind of all clear on the disney cruise website before departing for their trip so if this happens to you don't panic if there's an issue with your online check-in it can all be sorted out at the port once you arrive um, if your check-in process has been completed and approved, it'll make your port arrival time a little smoother, but it's it's not critical that your check-in um, be approved kind of prior to your arrival at the port. So that's online check-in. The last important date to keep in mind prior to your cruise is perhaps the most critical one. That is the date that you can begin your registration on the Safe Passage website, For now, it's a requirement that all cruise passengers load their required documentation to the Safe Passage website prior to sailing, and that window opens 15 days prior to the start of your cruise. Um, All adults must register for their own accounts on the site, but children can load their documentation under one of their parents' profiles, so they don't have to create their own accounts. And for those who are required to be vaccinated to cruise... The safe passage site is where you will upload your proof of vaccination. If you're sailing with children who are not required to be vaccinated, they are required to complete a PCR test between three days and 24 hours prior to the cruise. So kind of a a short window there, but so far I haven't heard of anybody having issues getting their test results back kind of within that window. The results of those tests must be loaded to the safe passage website. And this step is extremely important because Disney cruise line will not let you on the ship unless you have received the all clear from safe passage. Thankfully, I haven't heard of any instances where a family hasn't received the all clear from safe passage prior to the cruise. So from what I understand, the safe passage site works a little quicker than Disney cruise lines. Um, Another thing to keep in mind as it relates to the safe passage registration is that you only have to upload your vaccination documentation once. So if you've done it and you've gone on a cruise for your next cruise, you won't need to reload your vaccination documentation. You'll just log in and you'll need to, you know, provide some updated information about your new cruise, like your, um, you know, your new uh, confirmation number, things like that. But you won't need to reload your vaccination documentation. However if you have a child who is still not subject to the vaccination requirement, you will need to have them tested again and reload those negative results. So it's just the vaccine documentation that you won't need to, um, to reload. I think that covered everything as it relates to safe passage. Um, once you're on the website, it's, it's pretty intuitive, but if, again, if there's any confusion, I'm always, uh, available to, to help clarify. So there you have it. The most important things you need to know to get you prepared for your next cruise. Many of you have already gone through these steps, so this, <laughs> this may be old news to you, but I, I do get a lot of questions uh, about cruise pre- preparation, so I thought it might be helpful to dedicate some, some show time to addressing it. Who knows, this process could could change in an instance, uh, uh, but as of now, this is, uh, this is the way things are. So if things change significantly, i'll address it but hopefully this uh this can be a resource for for someone so uh hope uh hope you enjoyed that thanks again for listening to my show this year i'm really looking forward to 2022 and i can't wait to see what's in store for um for disney cruise line and, and for this show happy new year everyone as a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I could do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.